How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Cheer for it, cheer for uh, Kind of like it. Richard puts it in front. Carter, score! some swagger. Push come to shove, we're going to get it done. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. Hey everybody, welcome to the Thanks Bud post-game mini-podcast for the playoffs. We're talking about round two, game three, Kings lose 3-2 to the Anaheim Ducks. And even though they actually played better in the possession game and, you know, looked a little bit more like themselves, they weren't getting the best scoring chances. And the Ducks capitalized on a couple of great ones for them, pushed them ahead, and the Kings try to make a late comeback, but don't really make it all the way. And I actually missed the third period. So, Diane, you should tell me about what happened. What did I miss? Nothing much in the first period, just because it seemed like the Kings kind of cleaned up their passing. Um, so all of that looked really nice, and then it got kind of boring. Um, but then our favorite shorty, who I think off off podcast we've talked about how it's like it's his time to have a goal. Uh, Mike Richards, I was going to say the tying hero, but not quite um, the almost there hero, uh, scored with like 30 seconds left uh, out of midair. And I guess that's how the Kings are going to score uh, late third period goals now is by playing baseball and uh, with only less than a minute left. I guess that's the King's MO for right, yeah. this round, which is horrible for my anxiety. I really feel good about calling him Mike Richards the almost hero. <laughs> that was solidly done. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did like seeing that on um, Twitter, because I was still following along even when I had to stop actually watching the game. But I liked seeing that he finally got one because I was rooting for him. And of course, he had that great assist on the tying goal from game one. So I would like to see Mike Richards keep trending in this direction, especially because he got so much of his time. He was set up against the Ducks' top six players to try to free up Kopitar and Carter, I assume. And great if he can also, you know, contribute some goals while doing that, um, hopefully earlier in the game though going forward I would like the Kings to win the next two yeah I feel like that this was the Ducks definitely like had to win kind of game um and they definitely kind of had had their shit together so to speak so I'm not too and like the Kings didn't play terribly I mean there were flashes of kind of like the first few games in San Jose or uh, at the very beginning it didn't result in a goal but um, once again, Jonathan Quick overcommitted to Ryan Getzlaff coming up his left side and left a gaping wide net. And luckily, whoever was there wasn't able to capitalize on that because like, they fell down, whatever. Everyone was falling down this game, everyone. So that was lucky. But Jonathan Quick is really putting a lot of stock in Ryan Getzlaff there. Yeah, that was really weird to see how close it came to being so identical. Yeah. Very bizarre. And also, speaking of goals that looked exactly the same, the two power play goals from each team. First, <laughs> the Ducks, like they had um, their first goal was on that four and three power play. And it was like, you know, a nice little triangle passing into the net. Same thing happens for the Kings that they eventually tie it up where it's Kopitar to Gabrick to Carter and in the net. The same formation. That was super weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, all of the commentators were mentioning it just about how you might as well just play the other goal again because it was identical. And uh, they played like a supercut of it, of the two of them at the end. And I kind of didn't realize how many times they would be playing it. Like, I wasn't sure if they were going to show angles. 
I literally did not realize that they had changed like the footage of which goal it was. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was very interesting, but also very bizarre. Kind of, um, it was like a, a strangely kind of, I don't know, these games have been kind of boring at times, but not, which is weird because I feel like the audience, or I should say the crowds at Staples Center and Honda Center have gotten really into it at times, but I th- because the games are, unlike that Shark series, so much more evenly matched, or like in terms of the first two where the Ducks outplayed in possession, but the Kings were better at scoring, they just they just feel a lot more evenly matched, so it's kind of a lull at times, but um, I, I mean, that's, I guess that's fine. I would just like the Kings to come out and dominate for once. I'm ready for it. They got closer in terms of actually taking shots, but but I would like them to also get a bunch of great shots. Um, but I am happy about Andre Kopitar extending his point streak because that's awesome. Yeah, the, while the Kings' win streak might have ended, I am super pleased to see that uh, Kopitar's point streak has continued as well because I would like for people to continue to talk about how great Andre Kopitar is. And I would like him to continue to lead the playoffs in, uh, in scoring. But um, going back to the Ducks thing, we always talk about how we just don't care about the Ducks. Like, we like the the King-Sharks rivalry because we just kind of, it's more fun. And you just don't care about the Ducks. And they're kind of boring. The Staples Center, like, our opinions are matched by almost everyone at the Staples Center. Because no one was getting terribly riled up, even though it was a a pretty physical game. I mean, it always is. There were some big hits. Um, Dustin Brown had a big hit on Bolesky. Drew Doughty got upended completely into the Ducks bench. Um, so yeah. there was things to be excited about, but it didn't seem like no one seemed to care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Drew Daddy getting upended was uh, pretty funny. I mean, I'm glad that he wasn't hurt on it, but it was like the visual of it was pretty funny. Um, who, people who did get injured, though, three Ducks players, of course, the goalie Anderson um, had a lower body injury, uh, Bolesky injured and now they have added Peralt to that list so I maybe the Kings hit harder I don't know what's happening but three guys out now from this one game I I, wow I mean I I guess I had no idea about that I'm thinking about everyone making fun of like the tiny little microaggressions that Corey Perry does uh, to sort of like get people off their game and uh, I guess the Kings microaggressions are secret little injuries that will affect you after the game is over or you know, <laughs> that you won't even notice like it's not someone like oh obviously it's that hit it's like uh oh, his, his knee hurt, a uh, trainer's coming out, someone's injured. With the Anderson thing, I didn't see it, so I, I guess I just want to ask you what it, what happened on that broadcast, because like, I saw people mentioning that fans in Staples Center were booing the goalie again, which sometimes apparently just happens in Staples Center. It's not the first time, but did they like see him go down and immediately boo? I don't, what, what was up? When he went down, no one immediately booed because no one knew that he was injured. It was like a weird save that kind of, it was very awkward for him. Like you could see the goal camera version of it and you could see how like his knee might've been sort of like hyperextended in a weird way. But what happened was because no one knew that he was injured, it took forever for the refs to actually blow the whistle. But when they blowed the whistle, the time that they blew the whistle was the Kings had the puck in the offensive zone. So, you know, it was like a bunch of neutralized play, nothing, nothing, nothing. The second the Kings get it into the duck zone, whistle, because they noticed that he was injured. So I think people were annoyed that there was like a scoring opportunity that was, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered anyway, but still, like they waited a long time for it. Okay. 
yeah, I, I should go back and like check that out and watch it because every time that happens, I'm always like, are I mean, I guess I'll never fully know unless I'm in the heads of like those fans. But are you like actually booing an injured person, which seems really dumb? So I don't understand why that happens. Yeah. Uh, but I also don't think like it's funny because after that happens, of course, everybody likes to talk about how absolutely classless um, LA fans are or any fan base where that occurs. Come on, it's not that big of a deal. Like, yeah, it's dumb, but they're not the most evil people in the world. I, I mean, I too hate when people boo an injured player, like, come on, like, get it together, everyone. But yeah. even worse, I think, is people just being like, so classless, of course they would, blah, 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 like, clutching their pearls. I hate it. Because of hockey, the words classy and classless have no meaning to me, so people just throw them around about everything. But if for people who might have been actually booing, Anderson being injured, you're stupid. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> the other thing, I would also like the Kings to now stop allowing Tay Mussolini to contribute to the score. I mean, <laughs> I'm over it. I mean, okay, so I'm the one of this duo that actually likes Tay Mussolini, and I know that you couldn't care less, but I think it is hilarious that for a long time, like in two of the Ducks games, he had the game-winning goal only for it to be rudely and hilariously taken away from him. So, <laughs> That's good job, Kings players. <laughs> right, yeah. I guess they'll let him have some glory, but not all of the glory. Yeah. And that's okay, I suppose. But also, next time, if they're going to allow him to score a goal, they should also win the game. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that that's, would be nice. That's what they did in game one. See, we liked that. This, not so much. <laughs> Corey Perry had a goal. Every time someone gives, like, every time they give anyone an excuse to hug Corey Perry voluntarily, they have failed as human beings, <laughs> and it needs to be corrected, so let's not let that happen anymore. I'm also glad that he didn't end up with any sort of game winner. Um, it was his first goal of this particular series, third of the playoffs, and that's fine. I would like it to be his only goal. Yes, although I do think it's hilarious his celebration, I suppose you could say, which was to violently uh, slam onto the glass behind the goal and startle some of the people behind there. Like there was a, like I'm pretty sure he was doing that towards a, like a couple of Ducks fans that were sitting right behind there. Like okay, yay, you know, fans, hooray! But like it was alarming. Like think about that face, <laughs> mouth, like a gate coming towards you. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. Corey Perry is a nightmare. I don't like it. <laughs> Make it stop. He, I don't think he did, I mean, I don't know. He was a pest as usual, but I don't remember there being any crazy things that he did in game three. Yeah, he didn't do anything horribly heinous besides exist, so, you know, you kind of have <laughs> to give him, give him an excuse for that one because you can't really do anything about it, but... I mean, beyond anything, beyond just, like, being there. How do you feel about the Kings going into Game 4? Because, of, of course, now our, like, boldly optimistic idea that maybe they would sweep this has been shattered. <laughs> but how do you feel going into the next couple games? Um, I'll answer that in a second. But first, also, it was hilarious that the reason that Mike Richards got that goal is because Corey Perry's stick broke on a wide-open empty net. Oh, right. And I remember reading about that. So that's hilarious that he was trying to, it like it looked like rope that he was trying to, you know, swing just because it broke so perfectly right, right down the middle <laughs> and it just looked so useless. So that's hilarious, but I am still feeling optimistic about game four. Like I can't, the entirety of the first round and like seeing the Kings continue to, like the first game in this series, you know, seven seconds left, they were still fighting for it. Like here, you know, they were down two goals, but 30 seconds left, they still, you know, are going hard at the net. It, it wasn't like, 
um, a fluky shot from the blue line or anything like that. You know, Mike Richards is right there in front of uh, Jonas Heller. So I really like seeing how aggressively the Kings are playing. Of course, there's things about their game that I would prefer them not do. Like, for example, three of the goals yesterday were on the power play. Or, I mean, for both teams. So maybe stop taking penalties. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm still feeling optimistic. I'm still feeling good about it. I'm, I think that the Kings will win the third or this fourth game at the Staples Center on Saturday. Um, fingers crossed that they give, you know, the fans something to cheer about. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not completely down on them at all. I think I would just like to see them. I mean, they did a good job of improving in possession a little bit. I would like to see that continue, but I would also like to see them drive the middle more, get better scoring chances. It's possible. Um, so just more focus more on that. And then I feel like the Kings, with maybe the exception of Game 5 against the Sharks, um, and not even the entirety of that game, it was like most of the game, and then of course because of score effects, the Sharks pressed a little at the end of that game. But I, I feel like we still have yet to see the Kings play their absolute best hockey in these playoffs. And I would like to see that come about in the next couple of games and for them to win this series. And I feel like also, um, not only have we not seen like the Kings best play, we haven't seen all of them consistently at one time. So there was a couple of times where the top line was phenomenal. They were doing great, but everyone kind of fell flat. Yesterday, there were a couple of fantastic shifts by Jeff Carter and Tanner Pearson and Tyler Toffoli. Um, that was a marvel to look at, um, Jeff Carter in particular, since the Kings were so insistent on playing the puck off the boards, was excellent at uh, digging it out there. But um, so, you know, like they had success yesterday, but the top line was, you know, maybe not as effective as they have been before. So if everyone can kind of get going at the same time, you know, the Kings would be this would be easy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of those rookies, I would just also like to mention that um, it was mentioned on Twitter that by Bob McKenzie from TSN that Mike Futa is not going to be a GM for any other team because he has extended his contract with the Kings and might actually have some sort of um, promotion. Of course, he's a scout for the Kings, and there was actually a piece posted on ESPN the other day about how he is the person who was really instrumental in getting the Kings to select Tyler Toffoli and to select Tanner Pearson. So glad that he's sticking around, glad that those rookies are doing really well, and hopefully that just means good things for the Kings organization um, going forward. I like it. I want him in a position of power so that he can play his the rookie more. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, not not a bad, not a horrible effort from the Kings, but we're still waiting to see their best hockey, and hopefully that will come on Saturday, and hopefully the game after that, and then hope, hopefully the series will now end in five games. Let's not extend it too much, because they need to be super rested for whoever they could potentially face in the conference final. You mean yeah. that you have faith in the Wild? <laughs> oh man but even then like i feel like wild, like the wild are like weirdly kind of tricky for the kings sometimes so really just anybody whether it's the blackhawks or whether it's the wild just i would need them to be so on it and ready to just knock out whoever they could face i'm, I'm into it i approve i agree wholeheartedly we still believe in the kings um and i guess we should just wrap this up for now and we'll talk to you guys after game four um, until then, take care of yourselves, friends, and uh, you know where to find us. We're at ThanksBot on Twitter. Otherwise, goodbye. <laughs> Bye, everyone.